episode of the Dr. J show. I'm really excited to finally get this venture started and I'm really excited for our first guest. So the idea for the Dr. J show is several years old and it was an idea that really originated through kind of an accidental meeting and an accidental conversation during a trip to Salt Lake City, Utah. And I want this show to be different every time, but I want the consistency to be information and new information. So through a different guest each month, we're going to learn something new and expand our horizons. And I think coming into the new year, that's going to be really refreshing and really important as we learn how to do things different and get used to that new normal. So today, we are joined by one of my favorite people, uh, Anna Magnuson with the Iowa Able Foundation. How are you, Anna? Good, yes, it is exciting to be with you on your first show. It's an honor, thank you. Yeah, I know, this is awesome. And we're both somewhere nice and warm while it's really cold outside. And <laughs> did you, uh, you guys got a lot of snow in Ames, I, I would guess. Well, we only got about five inches, I would say, but it enough to cause disruption, I would say, certainly. Right, right, definitely, definitely. Well, disruption, that's the theme of 2020. So a little bit of snow to end the year is not a bad thing, so. No. So let's start off with a little bit about what Iowa Able is, because Five years ago is really when I found out what Iowa Able Foundation was when I started Bollinger Solutions. And at that point, you weren't quite involved yet, uh, or if you were, it was from a distance. Uh, but you've, you've been uh, executive director now for, for a little while. So uh, kind of walk us through what Iowa Able is, and then we'll talk yes. about the future. Well, Dr. Bollinger, uh, so it's only been two years that I've been part of Iowa Able Foundation. It's hard to believe I came in the summer of 2018 before the pandemic, before the derecho and all that is 2020. But as you're talking about, this is your first episode and all things new, the Iowa Able Foundation starting in January 2021, big announcement here, will be Able Up Iowa. And the reason why we made that change to the name is that we had Meeks, which is an amazing uh, marketing firm agency down in West Des Moines, uh, really looked at our branding and how to distinguish ourselves from the Iowa Able accounts and reorganize and rebrand ourselves as we have new pilot programs too. So all that work, which has basically been a year and a half uh, led to Able Up Iowa. So that's the big announcement on your show to start your podcast. That's awesome. I received a letter from the Iowa Able Foundation. I think it was last week and it was yeah. the hard copy of an email that you had sent out that was basically announcing the name change. And 
as I opened the envelope, I debated whether I was going to throw it away because uh, it was it was one of the last Iowa Able Foundation envelopes that is going to go out. So uh, there's uh, good things on the horizon, though. Um, yeah, that's going to be a vintage envelope. Yeah, yeah. So for vintage envelope collectors, maybe I should have maybe I should have hung on to that a little bit longer. <laughs> so. No, well, I've got ones. I'll send it to you. You're the inner. You're a part of the inner circle, so we'll get you yeah. that. Yeah. I think I've got a couple in the office, maybe. So, so I'm curious about the name, and, and there's a lot of things that go into branding, and and uh, you know you had a firm behind it. So, Able Up Iowa that means something to me. I mean, when I when I hear that, I I have my own my own thoughts and feelings about what that name means, and I uh, I guess what it says to me is it says future. It's uplifting. It's uh, it's in some ways creative, it's encouraging, but what, what was the thought behind that, that name specifically? Well, I love so much that you shared your response because I love that response to the name. Um, we wanted to honor everything that was done before. Um, so that able part was important because everything that was done before, like you started five years ago, the organization started um, you know, before that. And so we wanted to honor the, the organization's history. So I, we also love that it's able up as you were talking is active. It's really taking action and being part of our organization is a partnership. And it's, uh, it's not, um, you know, it's really looking at how do we how do we move from one place to the other together. And, uh, and so actually, so this is one of, you know, Jesse, you know, Tavia Harrington, who is our program director. And as we were thinking about the rebranding, actually we have to give full credit to the name to her father-in-law, Alan Harrington, who was just brainstorming and came up with the name. And we, he said, you know, this has legs because it's very active. And then Meeks took it and, and ran with it. That's great. That's great. I really like that. I like that it came from somebody connected to somebody connected to the organization. That, that is great. And, and that shows involvement. And I know that's something you and I've talked a lot about is how to get people involved in Iowa ABLE or ABLE Up Iowa. And, and so for her to, to share that at home or share that with others and for somebody to, to really take it and ponder it and do something with it, that's, that's great. Yeah, we're very proud. And that's part of the legacy because, you know, Tavia will be leaving her and her husband are going to grad school, but she can be very proud that she's part of this kind of turning point for the organization. Right. So I, I knew that her departure was on the horizon somewhere. Yes. Uh, and, and honestly, probably faster approaching than I realized, but, but definitely aware of that. And she's been wonderful to work with and, and has really from talking to her, enjoyed working with clients. So let's talk about, speaking of clients, let's talk about, I guess, combine what Iowa ABLE does and what ABLE UP Iowa is going to do. Because I know that there are maybe going to be some similarities, but there might also be some new things coming. Yes, well, it's a new beginning, new name, but uh, some of the fundamental things about Iowa Able will remain the same. So you know, Jesse, that um, 
We were started in 1993 because we were addressing the issue in Iowa of how to get uh, assistive technology in the hands of individuals with disabilities in an affordable way. And so that problem was addressed um, by creating the Iowa ABLE Foundation. So moving forward, we have been a lending organization, an affordable lending option, but our interest rates were kind of stagnant. So when you and I talked in 2018, when I first met you, our interest rate was at 9.25% and moved with the prime. The one of the most uh, exciting strategic changes that happened uh, this year is a sliding scale interest rate. So the higher the need, the lower the interest rate. And that will really help Iowans who need us to be able to meet them where they are. Uh, and the other thing is tying the lending program to our financial empowerment program. So you can, if you qualify for a 5% loan, if you participate in our financial empowerment program, you can earn a 0% interest loan. So the incentive to be able to break um, either that cycle of poverty or to be able to acquire the knowledge, skills, and behavior to be able to make sure that you, you achieve and maintain independence, if that makes sense. It does, and, 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 and you, you picked on another key word, and that is poverty, because as, as you and I have worked on various projects together and separately, uh, we both have looked at a lot of poverty data. And uh, as you know, through my time as an American Vista, that's all I did was poverty work. And there is a high rate of poverty among people with disabilities, but iWable really has removed that, helped remove that barrier of independence because assistive technology is expensive. Adaptations can be expensive. And one of the things that I learned when I formed uh, TechiePaws, a nonprofit uh, that did something very similar to Iowa Able, uh, that's one of the reasons we did it was because even when I talked to Iowa Able at the time, they said there's still kind of there was still kind of this gap, and and so we we helped with that, and then Iowa Able changed, and and our our need kind of went away. But uh, that that uh, that poverty shift, you know, whether it's situational or generational, uh, there can still be improvements made. So, talk about the financial empowerment program. What might somebody do, or how might somebody? And every situation is going to be different. But how might somebody interact with a financial coach? Oh, I love that. So, Dr. J. So what I'll tell you about our financial empowerment program, what I love about it is that it's individualized. So it's not a cookie cutter curriculum that we're going to force you to go through because we think that's what you need. Um, so our financial empowerment director, Lynette, will meet with you and say, so what are the goals that you want to work on? So one of the um, borrowers, our, our members actually received a, an assistive technology in the form of an uh, adapted bike to be able to help her address some of her obstacles. So hers, her needs were very different. So hers was to make sure that she stayed on track and using that bike to be able to reduce her weight, um, which affected her income indirectly and directly. And so what I love about that, it was individualized to what she needs. And the other, um, now someone might need, like for the credit builder loan, they might need help knowing what is credit. And so that is a more standardized curriculum but you'll come up with a plan basically to work with a financial coach when it comes to 
either money management, um, disability benefit resources, community resources, to be able to come up with a plan over the three months to reduce your interest rate. And your job is since you're, you are participating in figuring out what your goals are, or to make sure that you meet those obligations to, to earn that 0% interest or the reduction, I'm sorry, in that interest rate. Very good. And you know, the interesting thing, I love, I love the story about, about the gal with her bike because one of the things that I, that I saw, well, I saw two things really when I, when I did the AmeriCorps Vista role was there's a lot of, there's a lot of cookie cutter stuff out there. And it, what it turns into is a one size fits none really uh, yes. in some of these financial empowerment curriculums. And the other thing is I have a pretty firm belief that people that are lower income are, are very coachable. But when you look at traditional life coaching, people do not, they think you have to be an executive or, or, or wealthy to use a coach because it's expensive and, and they want it to, they make it expensive. And, and what Iowa Able done is you really build in some life coaching into this too, uh, which is tremendously empowering. And, and so uh, the story that's got with the bike, that, I mean, that's great because yeah, it's directly and indirectly affecting her finances, but she's also going to change behavior. And, and that is, that's tremendous. And I think Dr. J, you know, one of the things that I really liked about um, getting to know you is one that you were on the I Am Able Iowa radio program, which got the most views, I think on our YouTube channel. Um, so thank you for that. But also when I read your book, um, Calling All Volunteers, what I liked about your approach is that it's very customized to what is a volunteer, what do they want, what motivates them, what age bracket are they in? Um, because I think when we do that cookie cutter approach, we don't take into account the individual needs of what they're trying to accomplish in their life, either as a volunteer or a member. Right, and, and a lot of, and, and when I wrote the book, the focus really was volunteerism, but one of the things that I found myself doing is giving the book to people or recommending the book to people that are not volunteer managers, that are not necessarily in a position in life to volunteer, but I feel like there are elements that can still be used to maybe make a positive change in a business or, you know, maybe just for general knowledge and conversation. And, you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the same thing here. So hopefully, so hopefully the work I've done can help, uh, you know, affect the way uh, Able Up Iowa approaches some of their coaching and some different things like that. So you mentioned the radio show. So uh, of course this is a podcast and not necessarily gonna be from Iowa if you're listening to it. Uh, obviously, Able Up Iowa is uh, helping folks in Iowa, but, but for those that aren't from Iowa, uh, those that aren't familiar with the radio show, uh, what is it? So the I Am Able Iowa radio program is a partnership with our local community radio station here, KHOI 89.1 FM. 
in Ames, Iowa. And we approached them about, um, because as you know, uh, Dr. J, when we, I first started, no one knew about Iowa ABLE Foundation, or if they had heard of it, they weren't um, impressed with our interest rates and how we did things in some way. So the obstacle of not knowing Iowa ABLE Foundation and for those in our community that have been here 20, 30, 40 years was a problem. So when we, went, when we went to talk to Ursula Rudenberg, the program, our general manager of that radio station, she said, why don't you host a show on uh, KHOI? And so with Daniel Hedendorf, who was placed with us through uh, Voc Rehab, we made that happen. So that show was the first and last Saturday of the month to talk about the ability and disability. And one of the things that um, we can give information, but you know uh, um, better than anybody is that it's through that sharing of stories that creates connection um, and understanding. And so I, what I loved about your interview so much is that you were willing to share your story and talk about um, what you have experienced. I mean, all the incredible things that you've accomplished in your life uh, is extraordinary. So if someone hears your story and thinks I can do this, um, that's that's the point of the program is that you're not alone and that um, there's there's there are no limits. Storytelling is and, and you and I've talked about this several times. But story storytelling is so powerful, and I think people that are either impoverished or disabled or marginalized in some way are afraid to storytell because they're afraid of judgment. And unfortunately, judgment ultimately comes most of the time with, with, with a negative uh, attached to it. Uh, but, but I think you can be judged in good ways. And, and I, I wish that there, and, and maybe that's something that comes from this program, people not being afraid to tell their stories and, and knowing that even a short story can, can help. Uh, I have spent more time on Facebook uh, as of late, uh, more time than I want uh, because of one of the projects that I'm working on. And as a result of that, I've been reading a lot of hydrocephalus groups. Uh, hydrocephalus is my main condition. And uh, a, a parent posted the other day, they said my child was shunned at two days of age and basically said what's going to happen and that, and that was that was kind of my story and and so I jumped in and I said hey the doctors are going to tell you this this and this but know that you know something better can happen and and that's what I get from Iowa Able is you know great things can happen and that, and that storytelling is amazing yeah and we're all in this together we all have our obstacles I think not only are we afraid to tell our stories because of judgment, but also we're afraid of rejection. Um, and that fear that we're gonna be rejected because we are not as good as or less than, and that's not the case. Um, we all have our challenges and if we can learn from each other and connect, that's important. I think people with disabilities too, it's um, people are afraid to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And so they're so afraid of being politically incorrect that they lose that connection. And I think in some ways, I don't know how you feel about this, but in some ways I, I would rather have someone ask me. I get asked the dumbest questions about my race and gender and um, and it depends on my mood. Um, but for the most part, I would prefer that they ask. 
I would, I would agree with that. I, I would absolutely agree with that because it, it's just better. It's better to not make those assumptions. And, and so I've gotten, I, I've even caught myself in some situations not wanting to ask or not knowing how to ask. Uh, you know, and the other thing is, even though statistically what I'm going to say isn't accurate, I feel like each of us in some way have a disability, not from a legal sense, not from a, you know, but, but each of us has something that holds us back, right? Or something that is a barrier. Uh, that is disabling in some way. And I think if people got better about asking the questions, uh, some of that would go away and it would make a, a better environment. Uh, than oh, I agree. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's great. And, and uh, you know, one of the other things I like about Iowa ABLE and, and maybe this is just because of my standpoint and the way I interact with the organization, but the ability to network and meet other people has been phenomenal. And, and I really hope that continues into the future. Uh, and I hope that you guys can do things to help connect folks because that, that's one of the things, uh, I able to statewide organization. And that might sound easy, but it's but it's it's not. So talk about talk about getting Able Up Iowa better known in the state and, and kind of what the barriers are there. Yeah. Well, before that, I just want to say I I love what you said too about everybody in some way has a disability, and that's absolutely true. And I think about my dad who used to work for the Iowa Department of Elder Affairs when I was a teenager, and he would say you know, Anna, ageism is the one ism that you're, everybody is going to face, God willing. And so you're going, as you age, you will um, encounter some kind of physical disability because you will get weaker. And I noticed that as I get older, I have to wear glasses now because I didn't have to do that even four years ago. And so all of us, as we age, um, encounter obstacles and barriers that prevent us from doing what we want to do as well. So I think that's something that we need to think about. I think ignorance is a disability. I think that um, cruelty is a disability because it blocks you from caring and getting to know people. So I think that's what I'm excited about your podcast and, and what we do at Iowa Able. So then you asked me um, about serving all of Iowa. So we do serve all 99 counties, um, but we have been focusing during these pilot programs on three counties to make sure that we get it right. So the three counties that we're focusing on are Blackhawk County, Story County, which is our headquarters, and uh, Polk County. Uh, and that's because we're tweaking and making sure that we do everything right um, and being able to, and we can address those issues when they come up quickly um, if, if, if it's in our, those three counties. And once we get that right, hopefully in the next year, uh, it's not that we won't serve the rest of the 96 other counties. It's just that we're focusing on these three counties to make sure that the programs make sense. Absolutely. And that's a great way to do it. And, and it helps your evaluation. You know, it's uh, one of the things that I think nonprofits struggle with is program development and even more so program evaluation. 
And program evaluation might be one of my least favorite elements of working with nonprofits, just because it really can be, it can be kind of a drag. Yeah. To know how to evaluate it. You know, I, I had a grant maker ask me the other day how a program was going to be evaluated. And I answered the question easy enough, but, but, part, of my, but part of my answer was, you know, we may not know what our best evaluation methods are going to be until down the road because, and, and primarily that, that answer was because of COVID because uh, we know things might have to get tweaked. And, and I think that's probably a, that's probably a lesson uh, for everybody and, and, and an even greater reason to pilot something in a smaller, I mean, pilot programs are always a good idea. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not, uh, but they might even be a, even more necessary now uh, because of some of the adaptations that might need to be made uh, for certain types of organizations. So, so that's great. So, so January 1st is the, uh, is the rollout, uh, of the official rollout of the new name. Yeah, it'll be a slow rollout, but yes. 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 Yeah, so talk about the slow rollout. Yes. Well, one of the things that we wanted to make sure that we were able to do is, and I think you've provided that uh, similar feedback as our other internal and external stakeholders, is that our website needed to be more uh, user-friendly one uh, and to be able to disseminate the information that was clear. And, and while the website is fine, we wanted to make that more robust and use that as an opportunity to be able to really showcase the pilot programs. The other good thing about this is that this year, um, one of the bright spots is that we were one of four in the nation to receive a federal grant. And part of that grant funding, a significant portion of that was for lending, but another portion was for us was for marketing, which went to the website. So the new website will be, um, hopefully you're like, please um, come out mid-January. And so we're working on the deadlines to make sure that all that's working and functioning properly because there's so many things that, as you know, Dr. J, of making sure the website works properly when it comes to accessibility issues. And then also our application is on there. And so we've got data security issues as well. And accessibility, you know, there are, there are standards around web accessibility and, and, and I've worked with those. I, I don't know if you and I've talked about web accessibility a great deal, but, but there are definitely standards around that. But the, the difficulty can be how you achieve those standards. And you know, if, if you're in different development platforms like WordPress or uh, you know, things of that nature, you're going to approach it differently. So, so how how did Iowa Able or Able Up Iowa approach web accessibility? What did you guys do? Oh, that's a great question. So, what we did is we had um, quite a few people on the committee to select the vendor that did our website. Um, one of those uh, individuals is Leslie Ginder, who worked at Iowa State uh, and has extensive knowledge. She was on the IM Able Iowa show too about accessibility. Um, our web marketing um, board member, uh, and then also several other people that were on our vision and mission committee to make sure to hold the vendors feet to the fire when it came to accessibility. 
So when they put the proposal, now all of them say, yes, we're accessible. We know what needs to be done. Um, but because of Leslie and that committee, they were asked and dive deeper down to say, so no, I don't want you to just say you're doing it. How are you doing it? Well, and, and that's just it. You know, if, if you have any knowledge of, of basic, of basic HTML, you, you know that, that there are, are alt tags that go with images and, and there are different things you can do in that regard. And I think that's where a lot of people stop. Even people that are, that are more advanced developers, that's where they stop. They say, oh, you know, a blind person can know what this image is. They don't take into consideration people with hearing difficulties, people that have trouble with contrast, people that have trouble uh, you know, with fine motor, uh, you know, working with a mouse uh, or having to interact without a mouse. And, and these are all things that are, are addressed in, in some of the accessibility guidelines that can be very, very hard to achieve. Yes. And, and okay. I love, I love uh, the Iowa State connection because if I'm, if I'm and, I, and I might be wrong, I, I believe she did or does work with with people with disabilities yes absolutely yes she does and and so what i know what i know of her uh is that that hands-on experience uh is is going to be very valuable uh, yeah he's a fabulous because this is this is something that you can't just you can't just do this on paper that's right. And, and we're still going to get it wrong, Dr. J. I mean, there are still things that we're going to have to tweak. It's going to be a work in progress. Um, but I think that making the effort and then tweaking that when we need to and then addressing it as it comes up, that's important. And I think that's the other thing what we're talking about is like some people find it so overwhelming that it's all or nothing. And so you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, but that's that's just the thing about web development, though. It's not all or not, nothing. It is it's an ever changing environment, uh, even with or without accessibility. Hopefully, with uh, things are always changing, and 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 a website should not be left alone. And and that's one of the things that I feel like Iowa Able's been really good at is sharing information. And new website's going to be a great way to do that. So uh, what else is coming in the new year? Yeah, so, well, we've got a new staff person. We're talking about Tavia. So we're in the process of hiring a new person. So Tavia's last day in Grayson's uh, is February 15th. So they'll be here for Valentine's Day and the next day break my heart. But, uh, we're ex <laughs> but we are excited about... Um, the new person that will be coming and we're not sure who that is since we're in the process, but uh, continuing to make sure that we are reaching uh, more Iowans. And the exciting thing is that, and you know this uh, because you've been with our organization longer than I have, is that we were doing approximately 21 new loans per year. Um, since October and launching the pilot programs, we've received 90 applications. Wow. So that's quite a jump. And then again, you know this because we've talked about this before too. So there are roughly 349,000 Iowans with disabilities uh, in general, and that's probably underreported. Uh, there's 50, uh, roughly 50,000 Iowans with disabilities that live in a household with food stamps. 
So if I look at that number, 50,000, just roughly, um, there's a lot of Iowans that could potentially use our services. And I just received a phone call from a caseworker who said she's exhausted every resource to be able to help this woman who needs a ramp. And so she's coming to Iowa Able Foundation. She found us, I, I can't remember, she Googled us or something. And uh, we, we don't want to be the last uh, resource to be contacted. We want to, like you're saying, we want to be able to connect people to uh, resources and community uh, individuals. You know, the, uh, and I'll say this and then I'll, I'll pivot quickly uh, to back to the main point is that um, Iowa Able Foundation with Lynette is that we want to make sure that you don't, if you don't have to get along with us, that's great. We want to be able to connect you to the other resources out there so that if you need 10,000, that we get you other resources and maybe you only have to get a loan for a thousand with us. Because the main point of Iowa Able Foundation is that we want to be a resource to help. And you know, that that is, you just hit on something that, that has happened to me multiple times over the years. And that is, I, I get phone calls and emails every once in a while and people say, uh, Jesse, I need, I need a resource, resource to do this. Or I had one person that said, give me a list of every resource in Iowa that helps people that are blind. Mm. And I, and I, my first thought was, uh, did you look online and they, and they had, and they couldn't find. And, and so that's a, that, that is, that is something that needs worked with. And, I, and I'm not suggesting that it's an able up Iowa issue to solve because I don't think it, it is. Uh, but, but the fact that it's hard for individuals and case managers and other service agencies or service individuals to be able to say, here are the resources. Uh, you know, that, that's really unfortunate. Because it even yes. took me a long time to find Iowa Able five years ago. That, that took me, it, it took me a while, uh, which, was, which was interesting. So hopefully that can go away. And, uh, you know, new staff member, that's exciting. Uh, you know, they're gonna be coming in in an exciting time, so best of luck with that. So uh, other, other thoughts? Well, I think that, you know, the resources and connections, right? There are a lot of resources out there. There's Iowa Compass that helps direct people to uh, resources. There's 211. Um, but I think the more that we talk in a podcast like yours, Dr. J, to be able to get information out is just another way and a different way to be able to get those stories and information out there so congratulations on your first podcast absolutely appreciate that so as of right now uh iowaablefoundation.org yes and yep. after the first of the year it'll be corrected yep yep okay very good so and that has kind of information and applications and then you're also on facebook we are on Facebook, yeah. So that you can find us on there. We have some fun posts on there that Tavia's done a great job as well. I'm not a big Facebook fan because I don't know how to do. I'm getting too old, uh, Dr. J, but yes. Very good. Well, I've enjoyed it. I always enjoy talking about Iowa Able and I, and I do it often. Yes, uh, you're a super fan. Excited, excited for the future. So, uh, and, and I think we'll have some other news coming out here in the next couple of months and just encourage people to keep watching what's going on.
All right. Okay. Congratulations, Dr. Day. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody. And we will see you on the next episode. Have a great rest of your day. The Dr. J Show. Knowledge is how you grow. The Dr. J Show. Might learn something you don't know. The Dr. J Show. Knowledge is how you grow. The Dr. J Show. Oh, no. Here we go. The Dr. J Show. Thank you.